Welcome to the Aussie Bloggers Podcasts, brought to you by Tan and Amanda. Tan's from Write Your Cancer, and Amanda's from My Office Books, and you can find them both at Blogger Support for All. Join them as they talk about blogging and as they speak to a variety of Aussie bloggers who share their own stories, secrets, and successes about the world of blogging. And now, here's Tan and Amanda. I'm Tan from Write Your Cancer. Hi, I'm Amanda from My Office Books. And we're we're from Aussie Aussie Bloggers Bloggers Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Okay, guys, we're doing something a little bit different today. We're actually doing a conference call because Tan is dog-sitting. I am dog-sitting. And today's guest, we have an amazing person who we have had before and we'd love to welcome back because he has so much knowledge in the area of Twitter. And he is Keith Keller. Hi, Keith. How are you? How you doing? Hi, How Keith. you doing? A little conference call all over Australia. Are you guys in the same town or are you in different towns? We're about 10K from each other. Okay. <laughs> so isn't it quite great close. conference call facility? It just fits into our lifestyle. This is what we were talking about before the call, that life is busy and you've got to, you've got to make sure that this all fits in, yeah? Mm, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So, Keith, some of, some of our uh, listeners may not have – heard our first podcast with you so can we just uh hear a little bit about your background where you're from and how you came to be with twitter yeah well um i started my sort of professional career uh, as a career coach and i did a radio show on blog talk radio which is actually quite a cool format and still going and because we we did this radio show every week to help people get a job a job they wanted rather than just a job to pay the bills. Uh, I was so proud of that show that I wanted to try every single social network out there to see which would get the most downloads. I tried LinkedIn, tried Facebook, Google Plus wasn't invented, Pinterest wasn't around, Snapchat, of course, wasn't around. It's 2008. (laughs) And I found that without a doubt, for me and my tribe, Twitter was a, a spike in downloads. In fact, one particular show had 1,800 downloads in three days in 226 countries. Wow. And I'm thinking, actually, this is pretty cool. This is actually cooler than being a career coach. And people were coming to me going, how did you do that? What did you do? Could you could you do a course on that? Could you write a book about that? Can you come and speak about that? Yeah, okay. And so I just noticed that the Twitter stuff was taken on more, more uh, emphasis because I was doing it and getting these gigantic gigantic results compared to the other sites and we we talked a little bit off air that my job is to actually systematically test every single network and work out which one works and I've worked out for me that Twitter is by far the best way to generate traffic to my website, to generate momentum for my business, to generate uh, networking opportunities uh, with people all over the world. I've tried them all. I mean, I do try them all periodically. And so I've settled on Twitter because it seems to work for me. And what I've done, and I'm very proud of this, is I've pulled apart all my experiments, put them into a nice little book, made a podcast series, which is a complete freebie, which we can talk about at the end. And and that's what I do all day now. I teach people to get traffic to their website, their blog, their event, their videos, their ebook. And I love it. I mean, I just love it, as you can tell. 
<laughs> Keith, you've mentioned that uh, your book, which is absolutely brilliant, and can you just give a couple of strategies that you offer people to try? Uh, for instance, if we had a brand new blogger who was trying to find out which is the best social media um, to to promote their to use to promote their blog. Uh, what strategies in using Twitter would you actually give them to start off with? Mm, okay. So I, I think the key about social media in general is that it's very time-consuming. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you've got something that you can do regularly that's not going to break the bank or suck up all your time. So actually recently someone said to me, you know, if I was to pay you by the hour, what would you do for me in that hour? Someone asked me that question hypothetically. Yeah. I said, okay, well, if, I, if, you, if you were to pay me by the hour, this is what I'd do. And mm-hmm. I, do, I personally do three 20-minute chunks. Okay. In the, yeah. first, the first 20 minutes, I actually check who's followed me from the night before, who has retweeted me and who said hello. And I spend about 20 minutes saying hello back. Hello. I, I was just chatting, as I said, off air. I've just been chatting to a Jordanian journalist who <laughs> oh. writes in Arabic who now wants to feature me in a magazine in Jordan. So that's a very effective use of my time. Ten minutes of saying, hello, how are you? What's it like in Jordan today? Thank you for following me. Can I do something for you? Now, just that 20 minutes there... If you can do that every day or every few days, you'll notice that your Twitter will spike because suddenly people are going, wow, he followed me back. He said hello. He offered to tweet me, little old me. What's he doing? Because so often, this is what happens with most social media sites, but specifically Twitter, most people are thinking, you know what, he never responds. I send him a message, he never answers. I tweet him, he never takes notice. I retweet him, he doesn't care. So people lose heart. But if you go to the trouble of actually retweeting someone that's followed you off, looking at their video and making a comment or or DMing them, you will create miracles. (laughs) And you can do that in 20 minutes a day or every few days, 20 minutes. Mm. So that in itself is strategy one. But I can continue. (laughs) Please do. Please do. I'm I'm actively listening, taking notes and... um I'm thinking that you used a word earlier, uh, I can't remember if it's off air or on air, but you were talking about something being really cool and perhaps something about following the cool people. Who would you deem to be the cool people to follow on Twitter? Oh, well, geez, that's a good question because that is the, part, the second part of my strategy. The first part of my strategy is to follow, to actually make sure that I work out who's followed me. The second part of my strategy is to find the cool people to follow. This is actually a very part, strong part of my strategy I do every day. Okay. So that, that, would be de- that would actually be determined by who your target audience is. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no point in me following Oprah, even though Oprah is pretty cool, for a couple of reasons. One is she probably won't follow me back. She's too busy to talk to me. And, you know, there's a lot of other people that I could be talking to in the same time period as her. If, if Oprah did follow me back, I would talk to her, but she probably won't. In fact, I have tried it. She did. <laughs> so I think the key idea there is to follow people that are likely to follow you back in a similar genre, 
in a similar tribe, in a tr- similar headspace. Like, mm. I have followed Barack Obama. He didn't follow me back. <laughs> you know, I was a bit disappointed, but he's busy. He's a very but, busy man. But I, I followed a Jordanian journalist today, and she did follow me back. And we had a chat, and now we've found the synergy. I want to give you a really cool example of exactly what you're talking about there. Here's a, there's a guy in Melbourne whose name is Prosper. He's actually from Zimbabwe. And he has this really, really cool business model called, I can't do this uh, Spock symbol, Live Long and Prosper. And his actual business is called Live Long Digital, right, who we're so excited that I'm talking about him today because I was talking to him yesterday. And his whole business model is around using Facebook ads and Google Plus and Google AdWords and uh, lead generation. Now, we've got a lot in common. We live in the same town. He's a cool dude who knows stuff that I don't know. He followed me back. We had a chat. We're meeting in two weeks and having a coffee. Now, that is arguably a better use of my time than chatting to Barack Obama, Mm. who many people might say is way cooler. But the chances are he's not going to follow me back. And even if he did, what are we going to chat about? Okay, you're going to be up for a job interview in a couple of weeks. You want a hand? Can (laughs) I come over there and do your social media next year? What am I going to chat about? You could be his Twitter person. (laughs) What about also... uh, Sorry, guys, I was going to say, what about following also leaders in your area? Like, you're really into Twitter. So if you're a blogger in, say, a fashion side, well, then it makes perfect sense that you follow other people in fashion. And even if they're really cool people, there's a strong probability, and you're only going to find out if you actually follow them and comment and tweet them and retweet them, that they will actually then follow you back or even come back to you. So you could actually connect then on a one-on-one basis with somebody that's quite famous or got a TV show who blogs about fashion. Yeah, I, I agree. So let me split up what you've just said there into two very distinct and opposite approaches. One is follow people in your niche who are cool and are really happening. Now, the advantage of that is that they're in your niche and very high likelihood they'll follow you back unless they're so far up the chain that they deem you to be irrelevant which might happen. The opposite is to follow someone who's in a complementary niche. I'll give you an example. I followed a really cool and beautiful fashion blogger in Italy who tweets about uh, Snapchat. Now, I know nothing about Snapchat, and she wrote a completely decoded article about how she hates Snapchat because she's not a millennial, and she can't work it out. She wrote this really big rant about Snapchat. Now, because she doesn't tweet about Twitter, but she tweets about a complimentary thing, we're we're besties. Mm. Because I tweeted her Snapchat article, and in fact, I featured it on my my guest blogging section, and I gave her extra reach. Now, she's gorgeous. Mm. She doesn't need to talk to me. She's got hundreds of followers and thousands of followers separate to us even knowing each other. But Mm. because there was a synergy there, she said, okay, well, we've got complimentary skills. I don't tweet about fashion. I don't tweet about Snapchat, but I do tweet about social media in general. Mm. And so there's two complementary strategies, one in your niche, a fashion blogger for a fashion blogger or a Snapchat blogger for a Twitter blogger. You know, there's, they're sort of complementary. Yeah. Mm. Now, if you can find those synergies, and, I, and I, as I said with my friend Prosper, who tweets about Facebook Live, Facebook ads, Google AdWords and lead generation, I don't tweet about those things. I don't know anything about those things. He knows lots about those things and knows nothing about Twitter. So it's great. We're going to we're going to help each other. 
We're going to share each other's knowledge and help each other up the line. This is actually my whole strategy for, for life. I find people that I can help, and guess what? They help you back. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's just basically good karma, isn't it? And um, having that, that synergy together like you talked about is just pure magic because it can only grow bigger and bigger for both of you. Yeah. So you're... Well, so the, the, the key question uh, with, with a lot of people that I, I get asked about is, the, quick, the key question I get asked is, how do I get more followers? That's the number one question I get asked about Twitter. It's just the way that Twitter works. So if you're not tweeting, sounds pretty stupid, but it's, it's common sense, but some people still don't do it. If you're not tweeting anything any good, then no one's going to follow you. And even if they do follow you, they'll quickly unfollow you because you're tweeting rubbish. So my third 20-minute slice of every hour that I spend with a client or myself is I consciously and deliberately find cool articles to share, most of which are not mine. So, for instance, Facebook Live is is something that is of interest to my tribe at the moment. Facebook Live is, you know, the the split-screen live streaming idea. They're taken on Periscope. They're probably beating them now. And people want to know, how do I do these Facebook Live things? Keith, I know you tweet about Twitter, but can you you find me an article on that? Yeah. So, and this is a very good strategy. I don't tweet about Twitter all day, every day, because it's only one of 12 social media sites. I tweet about Twitter every day, but not all day, every day. And then I find other really great articles that are related to what I tweet about. A fashion show in Milan or a fashion blogger in Milan might be able to talk about New York Fashion Week or a a singer in LA might be able to talk about a really cool person from South America that's just released a single. So, you know, it's this complementary energy that I'm constantly, constantly finding. So I've deliberately designed that around 20-minute chunks because, as I said, someone once asked me, if I was to employ you for an hour a day, what would you do? Mm. And once I told them, they did it themselves. (laughs) It's the way the world works. But that's okay. It doesn't matter because that's not my skill. My skill is making videos and making podcasts and writing books and speaking gigs. Mm. So um, I think that those three strategies – if you can do them every day, that's brilliant. But ultimately what most people do is they might do one 20-minute block on a Monday, one 20-minute block on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and the third 20-minute block on a Wednesday. They're doing something at least every day. Then they repeat it on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and they have Sunday off and they you know, go to the park and have a barbie and ride their bike in the park. And they have a relax because really the world of work, and Amanda has been talking about this because it's tax time, we're we're busy. We just don't want to spend all day, every day on our phone or Mm. our computers. And even if we did, we probably shouldn't. So by having it chunked down to 20 minutes, I mean, everyone in the world can do this. That's, That's my role in the world to make it so super simple that everyone can do it. So let's just rehash. So Keith, can you just bring out those three stages of your strategy again so first thing is follow people that have followed you or retweeted you don't have to follow them all but just cherry pick the ones that have followed you overnight and seem to be of interest to you that's in itself a cool strategy 20 minutes second thing is to consciously and deliberately follow other people 
and that itself is heresy for some people, but the point is that unless you follow others, they might not even know you exist. And the third thing to do is to tweet cool stuff. Tweet stuff that's of interest to the people that have followed you so far and will attract more followers. Yeah. Yeah. And they're great points. And the last one is also called curation because that's how you curate great content. Great content curation. That's right. In case other people go, what's the other word for that? So there's the other word. So, And that's a great strategy. And I reckon if people actually practice that, like you said, even if it's three days a week, 20 minutes each, they're going to see a significant change in the numbers of people who follow them, but also get some fantastic opportunities like you have from somebody in a completely different language going to be interviewing you about Twitter. That's right. And I want to I share some real-world case studies because, you know, we, we talked a bit before the call that really in order to work out what's working, you have to test it. I've done all the testing for mm. Twitter. I know it works. You can follow my system as is. But I did this gig since we chatted last. I did this gig in New Zealand. I'm very, very proud of this. So I use a site called Tweeps Map. And what Tweeps Map measures is how many people are following you, where they live, what's the collective uh, reach of all of those people. And on that, the, during those gigs... That week, my tweets reached 7.8 million people. Now, just repeat that. that. Do people see how many? With six zeros behind it. (laughs) That is incredible, Keith. I only have 42,000 followers, but I actually got about 200 times my natural organic reach. And the way I did that is because I called in a few Cyber Karma credits. Okay, mate, I tweeted about your book last week. I'm doing a gig Uh. tomorrow. Would you mind terribly if you just send out a few tweets to your mates. Mm. And this is the one I really want to share because everyone can do this. This is what I this is so cool. I spoke on Friday in Queenstown and Sunday in Lake Tekapo, which is in the South Island. And on the Friday, I came up with this idea. I said, I want you to do this. I want you to grab your phone and do a photo of the person next to you <laughs> and then send it to me. And we're going to call the, the actual event was called Showcase, a social media showcase New Zealand. Social Media Showcase NZ, right? So what I did was I created a hashtag, and we can talk about that in the next episode. I created the hashtag Showcase Selfie NZ. I just created that out of nowhere, out of my own brain, and I said, I want you to do a photo of the person next to you or when you have a lunch break or when you're networking tonight. Some people did their pets, actually. (laughs) So there's this picture of Queenstown with a big mountain in the background and a really husky dog and two girls sitting there on the lake and then they wrote hashtag showcase selfie nz great speech teats can't wait to see you next time <laughs> now this is really amazing because people really got it yeah and on that particular day tweets about those photos reached 3.4 million people in one day for free wow with one idea cost me nothing cost mm. me nothing million eyeballs, actually 6.8 million eyeballs because most of us have got two eyes. So (laughs) 6.8 million eyeballs on an idea of me speaking in Queenstown and just getting my phone out and taking a photo. Now, once you get your head around the potential, because Twitter has 310 billion users, 
So we've got, you know, of that, you know, 3.4 million, I've got 1% 1 of the potential market. I could could have reached as many as 300 million people for free in one day. Wow. Now, it's very compelling when you see the, when you see Twitter in that light. Yeah. It's very Mm. compelling. Mm. So what I do is I just try all these experiments. Some of them fail miserably and they just go in the back. But the ones that I that work, I bring out and share. You can try them. Next time you're at the shops, just get the phone out. Create a hashtag, dog sitting 2016. Here's my doggy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone might like that. Yeah. Someone might get that. Yeah. And, and what you're doing there is you're actually creating this environment where people go, actually, can I share that? I, I like that photo. I'm, yeah. You're engaging with people. You're not just blasting them with your latest offer. Mm-hmm. Hey, buy my ebook. Come mm-hmm. and get your best done. Famand is wonderful accounting services. <laughs> you know, you're actually saying, "Look, I'm a real person, and I've got a dog, or I'm at the beach, or I'm actually here at the mountains with my mates." Yeah. Why don't you, you know, why don't you take a similar photo and I'll share yours too? And the other thing that's really fantastic because I do a lot of stuff remotely. I, I work from home and I do a lot of zooming in, which is what you know I speak at. At Queenstown, I spoke to 180 people in a room, but I was actually in my home office on a Sunday. Okay. What people do is they grab a piece of paper and they write, Hi, Keith. And they do these little selfies with all these people (laughs) in a room with a big Hi, Keith banner. And so that's my my other really cool thing to audience participation. When, when you're actually in a room, grab a piece of paper, write Hi, Keith, and sit it in the middle of this group. And suddenly we become this big family. Yeah. I don't have to travel to New Zealand. I don't have to get on a plane. I don't have to go to the airport, which is an hour and a half away. I, you know, I don't have to – all those expenses and all those time things that we all have problem with. No one has any time anymore. Mm. Yeah. But with a few tricks and a few games, we can actually reach millions of people for free any time of the day. I mean, it's, you can see why I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that reminds me of um, a friend of mine who's uh, he's a male surfer and, and, you know, just on the Gold Coast and he has millions of followers. And so, of course, Olympus came to him and said, um, here, if I give you this camera, can you go and travel around, take photos and just make sure you promote the camera? And he's he's just he's got. So many people who just go and they repost his stuff, they go and look at him and watch what he's doing, where he's going. Because he has such a big reach, the sponsors are coming to him and, you know, that's what every blogger wants, don't they? They want someone to come to them. And so if if you can sit there and go, well, my tweet reached 3.4 million people and let that be known to places like, you know, um, companies like Olympus or Canon or, or whatever you, your promotion is, uh, you've got a great chance of being taken up by somebody. Which is always great. But you, yeah, you, because Olympus... You go. No, I was just going to say, at the end of the day, you want to get your name out there and sponsorships give you credibility. That's right. And they also help the bank balance. That's right. Mm. So win-win, isn't it? It is. Well, we're going to so, have to wind this up. Yeah, okay. We'll wind it up. We can, I can always come back. I, I know so much stuff I could do for weeks. We will oh. definitely have you back, Keith. Definitely. 
Thank you so much for being an amazing guest yet again. And I'm sure that you'll be a bit of a regular on our show because you have so much information, uh, especially regarding Twitter and how it can help bloggers get their name out there and reach so many millions of people. And we'd both like to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Thank you, Keith. Bye. See you later. Bye. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Aussie Bloggers Podcast. If you would like to become a part of the Aussie Bloggers Podcast family and suggest a featured Aussie blogger or just to say g'day, visit Tan and Amanda at aussiebloggerspodcast.com or at bloggersupportforall.com. If you'd like to leave a review, they would love that too. Keep an ear out for the next Aussie Bloggers Podcast coming your way soon.